1 Corinthians 9, 19, it, it's, it's, it's a passage of Scripture where Paul is explaining why he does the things that he does. It's explaining why he is the way that he is. And, and by, by sharing that, he's kind of giving us insight into how we should be and the way we should be towards people. Amen? So here's what he says. He says, even though I am free of the demands and expectations of everyone, I have voluntarily become a servant to any and all in order to reach a wide range of people. He says, the religious, the non-religious, the moralist, the immoralist, to the Jew I became like a Jew that I might win the Jews, to the weak I became weak that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all people so that by all means possible I might save some. That's Paul's heart. I become all things. So, see, Paul was once on the outside. He was once one of those people that, that just, you know, try to be a good person. Do we have any of those here today? You know, I'm a good person. I don't hurt nobody. I don't do, you know, I got my little thing. I do my little ching and ching and I do my, you know. But, but basically, I'm a good person. You know, there's no reason why God could be mad at me. Right? And, and Paul was one of those guys. He was one of the men. I'm a good guy, you know. He was even, Paul was a real religious man. He was always trying to be good enough to, to please God. But, but the truth is, he was blind. He was weak. But when he finally had that encounter with God, everything changed for him. And all he wants to do is be something to somebody. Can anybody identify with that today? Can anybody relate? We all want to make a difference, don't, don't you? I saw an ad on the train that says, we all will remember our favorite teacher's name. Let's practice that. Remember, who's your favorite teacher? I didn't really like mean for you to tell me, but you know. There's a lot of you here, guys. Come on. But it, the, the ad said, we all remember our favorite teacher's name. Who will remember yours? See, we all want to be somebody, right? Growing up, did, didn't, did you ever hear a kid say, I don't want to be nothing when I grow up? We all want to be somebody, right? We all want to be, be, do something. I wanted to be a fireman. Then, you know, I got burned the first time and I said, you know, probably that's not a good idea for me. You know, I wanted to be a policeman. You know, then you watch the news and you say, okay, later for that. You know, like we all want to be something growing up. And, and, you know, we, we adjusted depending on our experiences. We, you know, that's always changing. Our goals are always changing. But if still deep inside, if you're really honest, we all want to be something to somebody, right? And so what we've done today, we've gathered some stories and we've put them together and created this illustrated message titled, Something to Somebody. Because honestly, family, the Easter story is about God taking on flesh, becoming man, living among us, walking that man to the cross, laying down his life, overcoming death, all so that he can be something to somebody. The problem is, we see this Easter story year after year after year. Most of us could tell it. Amen? But the reason that there are twice as many people in most churches all around the country today than there will be in the weeks to follow 
is because we don't take it past the old rugged cross, past the beatings, past the blood, past the nail-pierced hands, past the surrendered life, past the death, past the borrowed tomb, past the empty grave, past the resurrection. We leave Easter services all around the world, many of us knowing we probably won't come back to church till next year. Or Christmas. Or a wedding or an occasional funeral. But when you go past, family, the powerful, wonderful, incredible, beautiful story of Easter, you understand that Christ became something to somebody so that we would follow after Him and do the same. Amen? The world is full of anybodies that God is calling to be something to somebody. Are there any anybodies here today? I'd like to introduce you today to some anybodies who did just that. They became something to somebody. Watch The people who impacted my life and brought me to church, first of all, is my mother. Um, she, from the time I was a little boy, you know, she was really the light for our house and the rock for our house and stood firm on the belief of you know, that we should go to church and live our life correctly and according to God's will and plan for our life and everything. And even though at a young age I rebelled away from the Lord and everything, my mom, when I was in the military, would always send me scriptures, always read the Bible over the phone to me, always pray for me, and always pray for me to um, stay in the Lord. Um, and I owe a lot to my mother. And as I actually accepted God into my life, um, Ephraim Goiko came into my life and mentored me as a big brother and um, started teaching me how worship is not just singing, but actual way of life, how to live life and worship God with everything that we do. And that impacted me so much because I looked up to him, and he took me under his wing and taught me so much, and I'm so grateful for the both of them. They became... So who are these anybodies? A mom who stands in the gap with prayers, standing on God's word, even when all she saw was rebellion. And then someone from a church somewhere stands in, brings acceptance, creates a safe place, and then begins to invest in somebody, becoming a mentor. They go past the cross to become something to somebody. Watch. Hi, my name is Beverly Solorzano, and... I just came from the streets. I, nobody really invited me here. Hi, my name is Beverly Solorzano, and I just came from the streets. I, nobody really invited me here. I just felt an urgency in my heart to just come and just, I needed answers. So I just came here and, and um, the people who ins just mentor me is just, uh, Gretchen and Candace, they're just like mothers to me, nurturing mothers to me, and, and they show me that, that I, I can be who I am. I can be who I want to be and who I need to be in God, and I don't need to be afraid of that. 
and they inspire me, they encourage me, and they uplift me. And now I'm not insecure about who I am, and I'm not insecure about who I'm going to be, and I'm not afraid of the future. I'm just, just ready and just hungry and just focused on God. And that's all I want, and they, they have given me that. And the fellowship that we have together is just amazing. Just being with them, hanging out at home, eating pizza, watching movies is just beautiful. And just being with them is just amazing, and I love them so much. But to anybody's in the church who have already decided to become all things to all people that they might save some, Offer fellowship and guidance and love and acceptance. See, they go past the Easter message. They go past the beatings and they become something to somebody. My name is Sarah Rosario and I came to the Lord in a church called Christ Tabernacle. My brother-in-law, Billy Rosario, invited me. On 9-11, the tragedy of 9-11, I came back to the Lord and I finally decided to give my life to the Lord and never return. They had went to a church in the Bronx, and a lady named Gisela Dominguez um, greeted me. She was in a first-timers ministry, and she was so loving and kind, and that's why I give back to the first-timers ministry. It was about 12 years ago I gave my life to the Lord, and I'm thankful, and I never want to go back. Faced with tragedy, some people either run to God or run away from God. Isn't that right? But those that return back to God, to the God that they once knew as a kid or as a young person, what makes the difference is when there's an anybody there to receive them. An anybody who's gone past the Easter, past the cross, past the blood, and welcome her back with acceptance, with love. That's when, when, when an anybody can become something to somebody. Amen. My somebody is Pastor George and his wife. I don't think he knew this. I was going to say this, but, but when I was, when I met him, it was 20, 22, 20 some years ago, and I was lost. I was a teenager, lost, scared of, scared of myself, scared of, scared of everything, and, and they, he taught me how to, how to be a man, a man of God, how to, how to enjoy God, how to be free, that God, that God designed me to be free, and he taught me how to love. At the same time, and him and his wife, they were, they were something to me. They were somebody to me, and, 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 and that's what I do, why I do. And I want to be somebody. Amen. 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 My name is, my name is Stephanie Yara, and I began, began my walk with Jesus about six to eight months ago. The gospel was presented to me through my mother, Margie Ramos, and Pastors Mark and Melissa Sims. It came at a perfect time in my life where I didn't know where my next step was going to be, what I was going to be doing with my life, or there was just so many questions that were unanswered, and I didn't know who to turn to. When, the, when they presented the word to me, I realized that I didn't have to look any further. Um, since then, my life has changed for the better because I no longer have the questions that I used to have 
my life is at peace and I know that if I keep if I keep walking with Jesus my life is always going to be okay They became something to somebody. They became something to me. Amen. Another mom stands in. And after getting a hold of the truth for herself, shares the love of God with a daughter. And then a pastor's family embraces her, not because they're pastors, but because they were anybody's who desired to be all things to all people and decided to go past the nail-pierced hands of Easter and become something to somebody. My name is Christopher Perez. I pretty much grew up in a, in a Catholic background, and it wasn't until 2006 that I gave my heart to the Lord uh, the first time. I was invited from, from a, a friend reached out from high school via Facebook and just invited me to his church, and it was then that I, I gave my heart to the Lord. Um, and from 2008 all the way to 2009, I had rededicated my life back to Christ because I was just backsliding in the world. And um, pretty much God used three men in sanctuary, uh, Victor Gonzalez, Miguel Alvarez, as many of you know as Merck, and uh, Pastor Mark Sims, uh, to just change and, and transform my life in such a way that they, you know, they, they, they were great examples to their lifestyles. and through their uh, godly examples. Uh, right now, I just feel that I'm moving in my spirit, man, and I left my old, my old self behind. And one scripture that holds dear to my heart that I move by is uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verses 22 to 24, which basically just speaks of uh, leaving our old selves behind, uh, which is part of our old lifestyle, and uh, just being renewed by the spirit of our minds and, and just being transformed by, by God. Um, and allowing God to just transform our hearts and, and, and transforming us to being uh, the, the godly people that he has called us to be. They became something to somebody, and they became something to me. Amen. There's nothing more powerful than men who will not only talk it, but walk it. Amen. Men who go past the surrendered life of Easter. And leading by example becomes something to somebody. your nail scarred hands 
have a deep, unspeakable joy that makes my faith to stand. Lord, I believe in you. I'll always believe in you. Though I can see Good 
My person taught me just that. You can sit right there. Oh, you can't sit? All right. My person taught me to believe. You see, there are people that will lead you to the cross when you first accept Jesus in your heart. And then there are those people that teach you that Jesus is real. And not just an emotion or a feeling or something that you do on Sunday mornings. You see, I watched my person and I had people who brought me to the altars. And it wasn't my mom. But I watched my person walk through abuse, walk through financial difficulty, walk through loss, walk through hardship. And I watched that person closely. Because I've heard many Christians say, Oh, this person died. I'm not serving Jesus. I don't have a job. Where is God in that? Oh, this tragedy happened. What's going on? I watched someone that had every excuse in the book to say, this God is not real. This God doesn't work out things for me. But I watched that person say, when money was low, I watched that person say, my God will supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. When there was sickness in the family, my God is my healer. And I know that even if he doesn't heal, his plans are greater than my understanding. You see, being a Christian doesn't always mean that everything is perfect. But I'm so grateful because by watching that person that became something to me, when my son, they said he might not walk, I was then able to say, God, I may not agree with you. I may not be happy with you right now, but I trust you. And I know that if, however it works out, you're going to make a way for me, even if I don't understand it. My person became something to me. My person is my mom. My name is Marcelo Rosario. I've come to the Lord 10 to 15 years. I want to give thanks to three people, important people in my life. One would be my mother, Lola Rosario. The second would be my wife, Sarah Rosario. And the third would be my son, Justin Rosario. If it wasn't for my son to tell me to come to the Lord, Dad, that you are the man of this house and you should be the leader of this house, and I give him all the thanks and give the Lord the thanks of using my son to bring me to the Lord. Somebody, they became something to me. See, sometimes it's the most unlikely people (laughs) who go past the Easter message, past the resurrection, past the cross, past the nail-scarred hands, past the death, and even in the simpleness of their youth, they become something to somebody. Let's watch another. I know Jesus. I know Jesus since I was little, because I come from a Catholic background. However, it wasn't until September 10, 2010, I'll never forget the day when I accepted Jesus into my heart. This was um, just 10 days after my boyfriend was diagnosed with brain cancer. It was something that um, destroyed me Um, and my two kids. He was a father figure for them, and they loved him so much. I was just 
devastated. I went home one night, uh, 10 days after he was diagnosed. I broke down and I prayed to God so hard, feeling that life was being unkind to me because I just wanted to be happy. That night, Jesus put in my heart and my mind two people, Tony Ferguson and Fiordanese Ricari. And the day after, I, they're my co-workers, the day after I called them, they invited me to their office and they presented the gospel to me. They told me that Jesus would comfort me and my kids. He would be there for me. He would be in my heart. He would heal me. And that's exactly what happened. I've been saved ever since. Became something to somebody. They became something to me. Amen. Amen. So tragedy again sends people either running to God or away from God. But what matters is when there's an anybody there who can go past the borrowed tomb of Easter and share the gospel, bring someone to church. And in doing that, they become something to somebody. Let's watch another one. The two people that presented the gospel to me was one, my mother, Rosemary Cabrera. She presented it to me at a young age. She tried to show me how I should live my life in the Lord, and I never really listened to her, and I ran wild as a teen. You know, I did some of the wrong things. And then February 12th, 2012, my girlfriend, Natalie Torres, decided to invite me to church, and I finally took her up on that offer, and I came to the Sanctuary Fellowship with her. And ever since that day, my life has never been the same. Ever since that day, I've known that I've been saved because I've never lived my life the same way I used to live before February 12th. Those two women are a big part of my life. They really helped mold me into the man I am and to the man I'm becoming. So I'm very grateful for those two women. They became something to somebody. They became something to me. Amen. Undoubtedly, two of the most influential women in his life Go past the resurrection, share the gospel, and bring them to a place full of no anybody's and nobodies where he can have an encounter with God from him, for himself. Amen? Let's watch one last one. I'm Daisy Sanabria, and six years ago, I met the cutest boy there was in this world, Daniel, Daniel Adamola. And he became my friend. And he met me in a time in my life where I was at my craziest or wildest. And he was such a quiet person, and he just became friends with me. And the first thing he said to me, our second conversation, was that he was a Christian. So I definitely went the opposite direction of him. But he still became my friend. And then we fell in love, and I still pushed him away because I didn't think that I was worthy of his love. And he still loved on me even harder. And... He never judged me. He never even pushed me to go to church. He would just say, well, this is where I'm at Sunday, and if you want to spend time with me Sunday, then come. So I did, and I went, and then I started receiving the word. And more than just the word that I received in church, I received the gospel from him, because as I started learning that Jesus loves you through everything and for everything that you are, and seeing him love me for everything that I was and that I wasn't, I saw Jesus in him, and I saw the gospel through him. And six years later, we got married, and I'm saved, and now I want to shine the way he does, and I want to love on people 
the way he does. He became something to somebody, and he became something to me. Family, that is the Easter story through Danny and Daisy. Jesus loved us before we could love him. He loved us right where we were. He loved us knowing who we were, knowing what we've done. Unconditional love, no judgment. Became man, lived among us, suffered for us, knowing that the punishment for our sins was death. And knowing that there wouldn't be any other way for us to pay that price, he became the ultimate sacrifice, the spotless Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Went to the cross, conquered it for us, overcoming even death. Jesus became something that we needed. He accomplished something that we couldn't finish. And when he said it is finished on the cross. He was talking about our separation from God. He became something to somebody. And since I've accepted Him, He became something to me. And our prayer today, family, visitors, guests, is that He would become something to you.
Couldn't even sing this song <laughs> because I guess I'm in mourning too. But a couple of weeks I lost a child inside of me, and um, I said, you know, I don't understand it, and I couldn't understand it at the time. But I remember to worship him. And it doesn't matter how you sound. It really doesn't. Because he sees your heart. And I remember when it happened. The Lord just touched me. And the Lord said, you don't have to understand everything else. Just understand this. That I am your savior. And that I am your salvation. And everything else will come to fruition. It it will just, you will understand it eventually and maybe not. I remember the many things that have happened in my life. And I never came to understand it at the moment. But maybe 10 years, 15 years from now, the purpose, the plan just comes. And so I ask you right now, just accept that. Accept him as your savior. Because everything else is nothing. 
Without him, I wouldn't be standing here. And I thank him for everything. Amen. So family, I don't know what your story is today. You're obviously here because somebody brought you here. Something brought you here. I don't know if you walked in off the street. You just saw a bunch of good looking people walking into a building and figured you'd follow them. I don't, I don't know. But here we are. And I realized that this might be the only chance that I'd ever have your attention for a minute. You might already be, you know, getting ready for your Christmas visit. visit. So I, I realized this last two minutes I have you. And all I have to give you is Jesus. I don't have, we don't have a perfect church. We don't have uh, everything under control. We don't have, you know, there's, there's issues. We got problems. We have things that we're still working through. We have questions. We have doubts. But all I want to present to you is that we want to be here with you to walk through the good times and the hard times to walk through and rejoice with you in blessing, to to cry with you and mourn with you in, in tragedy. We're just here to be with you, to be our desires that we would be something to somebody. And so if we would just bow our heads for one more minute, we'll let you leave. If you're here today and you've you've heard the story after story and maybe one or two of them really really were, were, were special for you. They meant something to you because maybe they're exactly where you were or where you are right now. And I want you to just hear the words, Jesus became man, went to the cross, took upon your shame, your guilt, your condemnation, took upon everything you've ever been ashamed of, everything you've ever been guilty of, everything you've ever cried about, nailed it on a cross so that that weight could be lifted off of you. Father, I just pray for each and every one in this place, God, everyone that's, that's listening to us right now, Lord. And we ask, God, that you would just bring your supernatural peace that, Father, you would release that peace into hearts here that, that are troubled, into hearts here that are broken, into hearts here that are damaged, that are suffering. Hearts here that are questioning, hearts that are searching, God. I pray right now, supernaturally, God, that you would just fill them with your peace. And so family right now, if, if that's you and, and you're saying, you know, I, I want to make a decision today. I, here's the, the call today. If you want to say, Jesus, I want you to be something for somebody. I want you to be something to me today. Would you unashamedly just lift up your hand? Amen. Amen. Amen.
I'm going to ask you to, to do something bolder, man, because now the Spirit of God is on you. Something's happening in you. Something is, is filling you, the peace of God. I'm going, to, I'm going to ask you right where you are to just stand and be bold and say, this is me. This is me. I'm just, I'm just an anybody, and I'm, I'm willing to be something to somebody else. Amen. Amen. Here's the challenge for the rest of us. It's time for all of us to stop stressing about our own things. To stop all being all about me and everything's all about me and why this and why that. But it's time to say, you know what? He became something to somebody. He became something to me. Now it's time for me to become something for somebody else. Amen? Church, when you start living that way, this Christian walk is amazing. It's not always good. It's not always fun. It's not always... But it'll never, ever, ever disappoint. It'll always... It'll always... You'll always have what you need to keep going. I've been serving the Lord over 25 years. Because one day I was, I, I visited the church with my girlfriend, who's my wife now. And I heard a message of love and, and, and I came forward and we accepted the Lord and, and we stayed there. And, and somebody in that church became something to me. They, they, they saw that we, my wife and I, you know, we were young like some of you, and we were like, you know, we got our things. We can't be making it real early to Sunday. Back then, our church started really early. And, and this one lady, Shirley Navarro, she came to us and she said, listen, um, I'm willing, I, I, I want to bring Sunday school to you. I want to bring discipleship to you. So here's what we're going to do. I'm, I'll meet you in your house every Saturday morning. We'll have breakfast together and we'll study the Word. And my wife and I looked at each other. We said, she's not going to. You're right. She'll do it twice. We're like, yeah, okay, let's do it. For an entire year, we had pamplanchao and, and cortaditos every Saturday morning with her. And she taught us, and she discipled us, and she poured into us. I'm here because of somebody became... <laughs> so church, it's time for us to turn this around and do it. Amen? So those of you that are standing, it's not a magic thing. It's not a, some, some magic prayer that makes it happen. It's a decision in your heart that you say, Jesus, you... You became something for me today, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow. And, and I'm not always going to do things right. I'm going to mess up. I'm going to blow it. I'm going to fall, but when I fall, I'm going to get back up, and I'm going to keep pressing on. And as I keep doing that, I'm going to get stronger, and, and it's gonna be, it's gonna, I'm going to make bolder moves. I'm going to step out in faith more, and, and I'm going to see my family change. I'm going to see my life change. People are going to see the change in me. And, and we just want to let you know as a family, we're here to help you get through that. We're here, here to walk with you together. We're going to be here every Sunday, 11 o'clock. We welcome you. Welcome home. Family, can we welcome them home?
Would you hug a couple of people before you leave? Father, I just thank you for each they of them. They became something to somebody. They became something to me. They became something to somebody. They became something to me. They became something to somebody. And they became something to me. He became something to somebody. They became something to me. They became something to somebody. TSF became something to us.